All right, it's Mortgage 101, your guide to homeownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Clinton, you like that kind of oomph I put into that or what? Yeah, I mean, like, I think that was really, you know, you were coming in with a bang. I always come in with a bang, but I know, sir. You don't come in with a bang, you're not coming in at all. Well, I mean, you are, you are the expert. You get to do this like every day, all day, every day. I am a professional broadcaster, but at this point, you are kind of almost a professional. That wasn't a very smooth uh, transition. Fade, fade, by the way. Though. I know. Well, I'm, I'll be the uh, audio engineer as well. It was a little abrupt, don't you think? You know, I, I I've told our friends at uh, City News that if you ever need a sick day and you need someone to come and sit in your seat, I will. Certainly volunteer listen, and come one sit thing in the that, studio. One, th- one thing that you never do is is bring, it's like the opening band. You never have them better than you. And I would be intimidated by you coming in and sitting in for me because it would be like, we want Clinton back, Todd, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I can't quit my day job, so it would only be a limited engagement. Well, I tell you what. I'll tell Dan Allstrand you're ready to go. How's that sound? Okay, sounds good. All right. When you need me, I'm just a telephone call away. <laughs> All right, it's Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership, and we are thrilled to be on the air on the weekend here in Halifax and, of course, our nation's capital, Ottawa. What's It's it's a, it's always fun. We've got the bright lights going here, and people should know, by the way, if you're listening out, when you're listening out there in Radio Land, that uh, we're recording here in your, uh, in your digs here, and w- this is all on the web as well after the fact. It's all recorded. Yes, we're going to be on and there the video worldwide web. As well. So people should know, let people know how they can find this on the web as well if they want to. Okay, well, we're, we're on Facebook and, uh, you know, Instagram and, you know, all the socials, but I think checking us out on our website is the easiest place and then you can go to all our yeah. social media. Yeah. So if you visit us at teamclinton.ca slash radio, links to everything. Right. We have hundreds of blog posts and we actually put up video so you can see what we look like. You can see us saying these words right now live. I know when, normally when it's radio, it's like, is that like 1D when you can only hear? I don't know. What's 1D mean? I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. it, it, we're definitely like at least 2D now because you'll see the video and the audio. Yes. And, uh, you know, maybe some of, some of you don't even want to hear our voice and you can just read what we have to say. Exactly. So uh, let's kind of tee up. We've got a guest coming up this uh, today, correct? Yes, we do. Yeah. Have, we do have a guest, which uh, maybe some of our listeners will be intrigued to uh, hear. I know, yeah. obviously, I'm intrigued to hear. Uh, we have the president of the of the corporation that my my business is under, and he's going to be giving some insights about what's going on across this country. You know, obviously, in at a leadership level, mm-hmm. you see kind of what's yeah. going on in yeah. every market across the country. I have a little bit of a, a I have the blinders on to what's going on right. in Halifax. I have a yeah. little bit of you know insight on what's going on in Ottawa. Sure. Obviously, like we're yeah. on the radio, yeah. on the radio there. But you know, my business is you know in Halifax and really around Atlantic Canada. I'm really I live here and I work here, and that's really where I have the most of my yeah. like knowledge and data. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what really what's going on across this country. Um, I can say from what I have heard, I, I'm actually just freshly back from Vancouver. Right. Uh, the Mortgage Professional Can- Canada National Conference was in Vancouver this year. So I got to spend, you know, a glorious five days on, on the West Coast, mm-hmm. enjoying very nice weather, yeah. but also talking to mortgage professionals and lenders and business partners from across this country and just getting the insights on what's going on, you know, in their market. And it certainly, I think we said it before, there's a storm coming. In real estate, yep. and I think there's a storm coming in mortgage lending. And, you know, I think in some ways we're already in the storm. Okay. 
Okay, so I want to kind of revisit that storm that you're talking about, but we just want to tee up the rest of the segment. So that's the next segment we've got our guest. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about the Bank of Canada and interest rates, which is and inflation, which is obviously top of it's mind a very, very hot topic. Right. On my talk show, it's it's inflation every single day. We get we take calls and people are calling in. There was a survey done uh, by narrative research. Ninety percent of people who, who responded to the survey are very concerned about inflation. I mean, that is a massive number, right? 90%. Yeah, so. we, we, we talk to, to clients every day, yeah. and obviously that is on the forefront of everyone's mind. Uh, there was actually some inflation data that came out today, Todd, and uh, and today, today we're, we're midweek. We're recording mm-hmm. this in advance. Yeah. Uh, it came out saying that inflation in Canada is down. We're now down to about 6.9%. Yeah. We're nowhere near the target. So, yeah. you know, for anyone who's excited about it being a little bit less, I mean, it is good news. It's going yeah. in the right direction, but things are still very, very tough. And I think the one big concern is really around food and really food yeah. insecurity. Yeah. Uh, you know, I drive a diesel SUV. Wow. I've never... 250 a liter. I, you know, I've never, ever seen it. Um, well, good thing you can afford it. Well, I can, but you know what, Todd? Not everyone can. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really am cognizant of yeah. that. We have, we have talks with consumers every single day, and we're talking with very educated consumers, Todd, right. that you think that people that, you know, make above average income will not yeah. be impacted by something yeah. like inflation. Right. But guess what? They're feeling it just like yeah. everybody else. Okay, well, else. we're going to talk about inflation after, so let's mm-hmm. not get too far into that. Oh, of course. And we're going to close the segment out uh, talking about... We're really going to talk about first-time home yeah. buyers. Like, is it a right time to do a transaction? You know, I mm-hmm. think we'll certainly share what my insights are. And you know what? It might be controversial. Okay, well, that's what it's all about. Controversy. We love controversy on the radio. I mean, you know, hopefully people will stay tuned in yeah. throughout our entire... Yeah, our stick, entire, around. Uh, um, stick around. Stick around, everybody. We got to, we've got all kinds of things to talk about. So let's, uh, in this first, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the market here in Halifax. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were chatting before uh, before we were recording, and you were mentioning that uh, it's a little soft right now. Basically. Yeah, I think things were start, starting to soften maybe back in July. Todd, I, I'll yeah. be 100% honest with you. Right. Obviously, we're in the thick of things. You know, yeah. things are very busy in July and August. And going into September, you know, it was even softer. Yeah. And I think in October, it's softer yet again. What's interesting, though, things are really pacing up in November. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it maybe was a little bit of a blip for, you know, two or three months where, you know, people, inflation was really hitting people. People were getting concerned. There was yeah. a a lot going on in the media. Let's right. be, let's be oh, honest. Yeah. Every single day, yeah. you know, it's a talk about inflation yeah. and what's going on with the rates and everything. And I don't know if people really hit the pause button for a moment. Right. And it was a pause on purchases. It was a pause on refinances, you know. But there's certain mortgage transactions you just can't avoid. Getting, yeah, that's right. You know, if you're buying a house, you really need to get a yeah, mortgage. That's right. And if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, yeah. you really you need, need to renew, renew it. Yeah. So, you know, I think things are starting to renormalize. I think it is going to be quiet. Yep. Um, I heard with some lenders, uh, you know, in Vancouver from our conference, many lenders are down 20, 30, and even 40% mm-hmm. from where it was last year. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It, we were really working at a breakneck speed. It was almost too much, Todd. Right. You know, we were turning customers away and we're never in that business where we ever want to tell a customer no. We always want to have capacity, yep. but you know, it really was challenging. I, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I think some people, their mental health struggled just with how busy it was all the time. So, you know, I'm okay for it to go back to maybe a 2019 level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people think that the sky is falling. Yeah. Some people think that we're going to be in very 
you know, tough, you know, situation here in this industry. And I think that it will for some people. You say some people. Who are some people? I Give think, me an example. You're and about. I'm just going to say the real estate industry as a whole. I think some people who work within the industry. I'm not just talking about mortgage lending. I'm just talking about yeah. everyone who works within the, right. in the industry. Yeah. I think people that were very transactional, Todd. Yep. They were the one and done. They're going to have a hard right. time. Yeah. For us, we really think that we're in the service business. I think that we're in the advice business. And I think right now advice is needed more than mm-hmm. ever. Um, and, you know, we, we're always scared about things like technology or there's a bank branch on every corner. You know what? The higher the rates are, the more people need advice. And I think that's what's really kind of yeah. hit home to me. I'm having a lot of conversations with customers and I'll call it, pro bono work. I'm going to use my air quotes here. Um, But giving advice on rates. What should you do if you're in an adjustable rate mortgage? We'll touch base. We'll touch on that later on our show. But we're having a lot of these really good conversations that might not turn into a transaction today. But I think having that level of advice for consumers will pay us dividends down the road. And I think the way that we're doing business now uh, is going to shift. And I think that it's going to be shift to more of that advice piece. And I think the advice yeah. is going to be more important. And let's keep it into perspective. Although things are softening, that's it's coming off a, a massive spike that we've never seen before. Yeah, I, 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 we have to keep that in perspective. I think 2020, 2021 uh, into 2022, it's been really um, such a large increase yeah. that we weren't really, you know, having capacity to even right. handle. Yeah. So, you know, going back to a 2019 level volume, I think if the market becomes more balanced, I think that will be very healthy for consumers. Yeah, and this will tie in, of course, dovetail nicely into our segment about first-time homebuyers, which is great news for, for first-time homebuyers. Not great news, but it's better news than I think been. there are some positive pieces here that first-time homebuyers can, can take away, and we'll certainly dive into that at the end of the show. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, yeah, so we look forward to people sticking around. So we've got a guest coming up after the uh, the commercial break. And again, just to review so people stick around the rest of the show. The third segment, we're going to talk about uh, the, the Bank interest of Canada, Bank of Canada and, inflation. and inflation, which is massive. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wrap up the show with uh, first-time home buyers. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward. And you say there's going to be some controversy with what you're going to say. Yeah, there? I think maybe at the end of the show there could be some controversy. So t- tune in and send us a tweet and to let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. So it's Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. We're here on the weekend in Halifax and Ottawa, and stick around for the rest of the show. Mortgage 101 returns after this. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're getting the let out. Houses of the Holy, Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. With Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Bino, welcome back. Getting the let out. What do you think of that, Clinton? I mean, who doesn't like some good music on the weekend? Oh, yeah, especially Led Zeppelin, right? I mean, this is one of your faves, isn't it? Whose is it? You know, it's got to be one of your faves, right? I mean, you know, rock and roll, baby. So when you're driving around in your Range Rover, do you crank out Led Zeppelin? Um, I, it's not really my go-to per se, <laughs> but you know what I have, I certainly have, uh, have had some great bangers, we'll call it. <laughs> great bangers. So yeah. So, uh, welcome back uh, to Mortgage 101, uh, your guide to home ownership. Uh, we're happy to be on the air on uh, City News in Halifax and City News in Ottawa. And, uh, we have lots to talk about. Just a reminder, our third segment, our next segment after this one, we're going to talk about inflation and the Bank of Canada. 
And then we're going to wrap up the show talking about first-time home buyers. Clinton, that's exciting. And you said there's some controversy again in the uh, some of your comments about first-time home. I buyers. mean, I like to be controversial. I think you need to have a line. You know, like yeah. you need to basically know where you stand, and you need to stick by it. So, right. Um, you know, we're all good. And we have a guest, from what I understand. Is that correct? We do have a guest. Yes. You're yeah. getting the guest on the line, right? I have the guest on the line as we speak. All right, so. why don't you introduce the guest? Yeah, it is Tri- Chris Turcott, president from uh, Symptom Financial Group. I think Chris should be here with us. Chris, how you doing? Hey, guys, can you hear me? We got you. Much better. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got Excellent. you. Can you hear us? Yeah, Todd, we've done this face-to-face, haven't we? We have. We've had the opportunity to meet. Does anybody ever call you La Presidente, by the way? Uh, they have, they have, but I gotta say, buddy, we've met a few times, Todd, and uh, doing this strictly over the phone line, I gotta tell you, you've never looked better. Oh, there you <laughs> oh, go, there, well, there, rim shot. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't like a good zinger? Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, not, so not not, not like coming at the guy that's calling the shots today, Todd. Great to be with you, Clinton. Thanks for the opportunity. Right on. We're happy to see you. I'm gonna let Clinton kind of kind of lead this one because Clinton, you've got some questions that uh, you in in the. Uh, in the in the chamber, ready to go for yeah. For Chris, and right? as, as our listeners know, yeah. we are just back fresh from Vancouver. Uh, Chris actually lives and works in Vancouver, and uh, you know he oversees what what's going on really across this country. Mm-hmm. You know, I can speak to what's going on here in the market in Halifax, sure. but really, what I want Chris's insight for is what's going on across this country. Because obviously, Chris, you know, you're in all kinds of markets, you're talking to mortgage professionals, uh, and involved with the real estate business as well from across this country. So we really want to kind of give you the floor a little bit. And you can give us a little update on what's going on with the real estate market. I know it's a bit soft here in Halifax, but how is the rest of the country looking? Yeah, thanks for going in. And it's a great question that has kind of a two-prong answer, right? Like, obviously, the media does what it does best. And uh, let's face it, talking about all the strengths at a time like this doesn't sell papers and doesn't make us tune in. Mm-hmm. So while there is, uh, you know, while, while there is a lot of uh, doom and gloom, what we're seeing is, if, you know, if you're a homeowner and you're in a variable rate product, obviously your costs are potentially going up and that's causing a little bit of nervousness. And, you know, I'll be the first to hop on a soapbox and echo anything Clinton, I'm, I'm quite certain Clinton said in the past. And, uh, you know, it's more important than ever that you have an unbiased approach to what you should do for your mortgage. You know, going to the bank that you're currently with and asking for advice you got to appreciate the fact, almost empathetically, but we're not going to start feeling sorry for the banks just yet, but you got to remember that the banks are going to look out for their best interests mm-hmm. first and foremost in a time like this. So I just want to preface it by saying, you know, if you have, if you, if you're, if you're owning a home right now and you're in a variable rate product, yeah, there's probably a little bit of nervousness, but the market overall, aside of what we're reading in the headlines, and I can kind of say coast to coast, um, you know, the market is still, healthy and strong. Now I'm not saying we're hitting record numbers. Obviously we're not, but I think people kind of look past, uh, and they overlook the fact that, you know, and, I, and I'm biased and I'm obviously a proud Canadian, but if you look at the actual fundamentals, uh, of our market, uh, we still have high demand, you know, and, and, and Todd and Clinton, I'm sure you guys have covered this before. There's people that just are begging to get into the market. And they didn't have the opportunity when the market was crazy. So we still have high demand 
And like, would you say it's at 2019 levels? Would you say it's it's at 2019 levels, Chris? Like, where is the demand compared to where it's been the last couple of years? You know, it's been like a breakneck amount of volume in 2020 and 2021 and really leading up to this time in 2022. Like, do you think it's back to a, like a 2019 type level? Is that what you're seeing? Well, what makes it interesting, I think what makes the demand so interesting is the other side of the coin, which is we have incredibly low supply right now. Mm-hmm. So while so well the, well the demand might not be as high, the supply is, 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 is uh, uniquely low. So I think that, that's the thing. Is, is Demand is still strong for those looking into the market, and the supply is still low. Uh, labor shortages uh, and increasing wages in the labor market is always a good sign. Uh, we still have an incredibly low national employment rate, and there's still a high demand in immigration, right? So things are all looking super positive, but of, but of course, you know, you've got to be you've got to be smart, you've got to be conservative, and uh, I think we're still going to see a pricing cor- uh, a price correction because it doesn't matter. Despite all these things I've just said about well, an optimistic market, it doesn't change the fact that if rates have doubled, the prices must come down. But I still think that there's still people eagerly waiting to get into the market. Chris, when it comes to housing, this is this issue is is big in general. We know how how what at a premium housing is in just across the country. So how how is the real estate market, I guess, uh, dealing with 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 housing just so that people can find, have a place to live? I mean, this this is a there's there's this kind of a bit of a controversy now about about a, a house as an investment, and there's that with the, with the juxtaposition of it should fundamentally be a right for people. So how does the industry kind of balance that or does it balance it? Or is it, is it maximize profit at, at all costs? What can you tell us about that? If that question makes sense to you. Yeah, it, it, it does. I think there's a couple of different ways to, to come at it. Tom. I, I think first and foremost, um, you know, now we know, we know now it's not the time you're going to exit the market and, uh, and get that record cash out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that, I think that ship, I think that ship has obviously, uh, has obviously failed where it gets most interesting. And in the limited time we have here today, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing we all have to be thinking about is a, a couple of fun facts of 78% of Canadians currently have a mortgage with an interest rate under 3%. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's no secret that the, I think we're looking at at least two more rate increases, right? So rates are going to get quite high, and that's not going to correct overnight. Um, so I think I think there's still, you know, not not to not to create some doom and gloom, but things things that people need to be conscious of is uh, I think there's going to be some real pain from payment increases, right? And and, and it's not going to be corrected in the short term. So as you have 78% of homeowners in interest rates below 3%, well, guess what? Unfortunately, you've got to renew. And you're going to have to renew. There's a very good chance that you're going to renew into a higher than normal rate. Uh, and that's where things really, really get interesting. And then you combine that with the rising cost of living and, and inflation, which is absolutely relentless, right? So I think what you're going to see is obviously the cautionary tale, again, circling back to to a mortgage professional, making sure you understand your options. Because I think a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that they're going to come up for renewal and they may not qualify under their traditional terms. I think you're going to see some unique products come out uh, into the marketplace. I think you're going to see a 40-year amortization again. I think banks will have no choice but to to potentially offer a 40-year amortization upon renewal. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see some creative purchasing uh, purchasing products 
to re-stimulate the market again. Um, yeah, like, God, I don't know if that exactly answers the yeah, question, but, yeah, but I think that they, yeah, I just think people need to, people need to be prepared for what this means to them as kind of a goal forward. Yeah, I'm, and honestly, Chris, you hit on a really good point there. Yeah. I am less concerned about customers in an adjustable rate mortgage because I think they do know that at some point we're going to be in a recession type situation and the rates will soften. Who I'm really concerned about are these people that are in these ultra low fixed rates that are coming up for renewal in the next 12 to 18 months. So I think you kind of hit the the, um, uh, nail in the coffin. Uh, Chris, we're going to let you have the last word. I'm less concerned about what's going on in here in Halifax based on, you know, rates. I think that maybe we're a little bit more conservative here and we don't have these, you know, uber high mortgage amounts. Like our average mortgage, you know, in Halifax is under 400000 But what are you hearing and seeing in Toronto and Vancouver? They must be having tough times. We have uh, only a few seconds left here. Yeah, so uh, I, think, I think there's a lot of concern there. Um, we got to remember the default rate is still incredibly low. Like mm-hmm. even last quarter, so we all expect those small, uh, those large markets are going to crash first, right? And there's going to be defaults and everything else. Uh, in Canada, we're still 0.16 of the default rate in Canada. Uh, over the last decade, we've never been over 0.4. And just to put that in perspective for everyone in our closing seconds here, even if we got 10 times worse, which would be the end of days, 10 times worse, we would still not be at the current delinquency rate in the state that is currently 1.96. So I'd ask people to get out of the headlines, zoom out, take a breath, call a professional. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Take Uh, care. Have a great day. All right. uh, Take care. Chris Turcotte. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Mortgage 101 uh, returns after this. Yes, welcome back to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. Now you quiz me on songs all the time. Do you know who this is? Sounds like, uh, who is that? Yeah, is that Madonna? Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. She's still around? Oh, yeah, she's still around. I think she's always doing a little bit of controversy. Oh, yeah, Madonna's always controversial, right? We're going to save our controversy for the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, you were saying... <laughs> I haven't heard Madonna. I've never heard that song, actually. Yeah, it's new. It's a new version of uh, of that song. That song was actually out, I think, in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Early 90s, something like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, again, welcome back to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. We're happy to be on the air in our fine uh, city of Halifax and Ottawa, of course, on City News. And uh, we've talked about uh, some interesting things so far. Uh, but uh, on everybody's mind is inflation. I, of course, host a talk show Monday to Friday. And inflation comes up every single day. And, and I have to mention that uh, uh, some recent polling done by Narrative Research indicates that 90%, at least 90% of people uh, who responded to the poll are very concerned about inflation right now. You must see that in your business. At it this is, point, it's yeah. a number one concern when people yeah. talk to me, mm-hmm. existing clients. Obviously, people are concerned about what's going on with, with rates and all these things. Yeah. Um, but they're so, so you know, in their minds about what's going on with inflation. And 
you know, something funny that came up from the conference. I was on a, a panel on, uh, on the national stage mm-hmm. uh, with mortgage brokers, uh, one from Vancouver, one from Toronto, and one from here, obviously me. Yeah. Um, and the mortgage broker from Vancouver said something really, really interesting. He has a lot of his clients on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, as, you may, as you might, and he follows them back. And, you know, he's going through his news feed and he can tell which customers are in an adjustable rate mortgage yep. and which customers are in a mortgage with a fixed payment. Yeah. Because he says these customers that are in a mortgage with a fixed payment are still going to eat all the time. Yeah. They're going out and leasing their new BMWs, yeah. like all, all, all this stuff. Um, and the clients that are in these adjustable rate mortgages are you know, cooking at home and getting back to basics and buying a used car (laughs) and all these things. And he's like, I can see a very distinct difference between my two customer sets. And, um, you know, we touched on it a little bit. I'm concerned about the people that are in a fixed payment, whether that's a variable rate mortgage with a fixed payment, because you might hit the trigger rate. I know we've talked about trigger rates before. And I'm also concerned about customers that are in a very low fixed rate that are going to be renewing because that's instant payment chalk when mm-hmm. something changes. When you have an adjustable rate mortgage, as you know, when the Bank of Canada increases the key overnight rate, increases prime, and then it increases your payment. Yep. Um, but for the people that their mortgages don't act like that, it's almost a false sense of security. Yeah. Yep. And what happens when something suddenly changes? Right. It's like the music stops, Yep. right? And that's what I'm really concerned about. Uh, you know, we, we said the cost of diesel. You said it was two fifty two dollars and two fifty a liter. Two fifty yeah. a liter yeah. here in Halifax, right. Nova Scotia. Right. Um, you know, it, the the real news this week is around inflation being down. It was down now at six point nine percent. Tiff Macklin was actually here doing his first public address since he's become the governor of the Bank of Canada uh, in here in Halifax. Yep. He was meeting. Um, there was a luncheon that we went Chamber to at the Chamber of Commerce. I was yeah. there. Yeah. And he said, at all costs, he's going to bring inflation down to a 2% target. To give you a little bit of perspective, and for those of you that don't you know, follow the inflation trends, mm-hmm. inflation was about 3% before the pandemic. When the pandemic struck, inflation actually went to negative numbers. People were not spending. Obviously, the situation has changed. Then, suddenly, inflation became a runaway train. Right. And uh, Canada's very, very concerned. The government... Obviously, the Bank of Canada is, is very concerned about what's going on with inflation, and they will do whatever they can to bring that down. One of their only levers that they have, right. or levers, levers, yeah. levers, yeah. tomato, tomato, is to increase the key overnight rate, mm-hmm. to make borrowing more expensive for banks and businesses and for consumers. Uh, really, they're trying to send a message to stop spending, get back to basics, right. focus on wants or what should I say that don't focus on yeah, wants needs. and focus on your actual needs. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's very interesting. Um, in Vancouver, I'll still touch on it again. The chief economist for the, for CIBC, Benjamin Tall spoke that he thinks that we're almost at the ceiling pre recession. Right. So he thinks that maybe uh, the bank of Canada will increase to a max of a uh, hundred to 125 basis points more between now and next year mm-hmm. before we're in a recession type situation yeah. and the new normal 
may not be as low as it was, Todd. Right. But he thinks once we're in a recession-type yeah. situation, we're going to get down to that 4% range right. again. And, and a recession is pretty much inevitable at this point. We're kind of been, it's been foreshadowed by many economists. I think just based point. on what's going on, yeah. that they already think that the you know recession is in the future. And that's really what the Bank of Canada wants, right. in a way. Yeah. They want a recession, so inflation goes down. And then they will lower the key overnight rate to increase spending again. It's, yeah. you know, it's increase, increase the rate, rate. slow spending. Yeah. Decrease the rate, increase spending. So, you know, it's about turning that the hose on or off. Yeah. The problem is it was like that garden hose that got away from you and it sprang everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The train has already left the station. They just don't want inflation to get to a place that they cannot slow it. Right. Because yeah. if it gets to that 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 point, yeah. it could be certainly very negative yeah. for many people, many businesses, the government, etc. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly interesting. You know, uh, do I believe every address that a Bank of Canada governor gives? No, I don't. Because Tiff Macklin himself yeah, doesn't said, have a crystal ball. Doesn't have a crystal ball. Yeah. And he's using the best data that he has and his teams from across this country. But he did say during the pandemic rates are going to be low for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future. Yeah. The one thing that they didn't take into account was no one was spending. Yeah. And then suddenly all kinds of capital entered the market. So the bottom line is how does this, how do you think this eventually impacts your business? I think that, um, you know, consumers that were doing a transaction for the sake of doing a transaction might yeah. think twice about right. it. Right. Yeah. I think that we're going to be doing more transactions for people that need to do a transaction. Right. Um, and there may be some consumers, existing homeowners that need to do transactions, maybe more now than they ever have had. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're a consumer that has a low fixed rate and you're coming out for renewal. Right. You may need to increase your amortization right. to deal with the mortgage payment. But maybe it's just not the mortgage payment that you're having a problem with. Maybe you have a diesel vehicle. Yeah. Or maybe you, you your cost of groceries has really gone up. I mean, yeah. it has for everyone, right, So, Todd? So if you need to increase the amortization, then that that means a remortgage, doesn't That it, is no? a refinance. A refinance, yeah. yeah. So it would yeah. be, be the same if you're pulling equity out or if you don't pull equity out. If you need to extend that amortization, it's a refinance. Right. And that could be at renewal or maybe it's in the middle of the term. Right. Um, you know, we're certainly having those conversations with consumers a lot. Mm-hmm. And you would think it was the consumers that were in a variable rate that had an adjustable payment that would really be wanting to do this. Right. A lot of those customers have pretty good rates. You know what? Yeah. They're, they're at prime minus 50 or prime minus 100 or more. Yeah. And they're like, I think I'm going to ride this out because right. my rate today is better than what I could get on a new mortgage. Yeah. I think the consumers that are coming up for renewal, those are the ones that are really kind of yeah. thinking about doing a transaction. Right. And... You know, the one thing that we do that we really, uh, you know, really pride ourselves on is annual reviews. We love reaching out to our customers and just touching base and seeing what's going on with them. Obviously, a lot of things change in people's lives. But, you know, we're certainly calling a lot of our clients that are in a variable and just checking in and seeing how they're doing. Right. Because everybody's situation is different, you know, Mm -hmm. and and, and some people are are doing good. They're like, yeah, it sucks, but I know it's going to come down. Right. Other consumers are really feeling that pinch. Yeah. So how does... uh so obviously, people should be aware that they they may get into a need to renew or to uh, to, uh, to renew the mortgage and and to amortize out, and so th- so they should have your financial house in order, right? Then that's that's very important. Yeah, for right? you to requalify, right, you right. know, if we do a refinance, you requalify again. So right. it's looking at the income, assets, and credit. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, 
if you start getting into some financial hardship, mm-hmm. do a transaction before things get bad. Right. You know, if you're concerned that you might not be able to make make your bill payments and stuff like that down the road, do a transaction before you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it'll be easier. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be easier for us, and it will also be easier for you. And I'm not saying that if people are already in hardship cannot get a mortgage. That's not what I'm trying to say, Todd. Yeah. But maybe that'll be at a more costly type situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be with a higher risk lender and a higher interest rate. Yeah. So if you need to do some forward thinking, there's nothing dishonorable from breaking your mortgage early. You might pay a penalty. Yeah. And in most cases you will. Yeah. But maybe that penalty will put you in a better financial position and get you maybe an amortization that you can handle for the yeah. next period of your life. So I would think that the, for, for people that, that had a fixed when fixed were low and they did a five-year fixed with, within the last year, they're in the best possible position they right now. They should ride right? it out. Yeah, they should ride it out because mm-hmm. probably rates, in, well, you don't know for sure, but but you're probably, in, that, those are the most enviable positions right now. I, I would, would say that the people that are in a low fixed rate yeah. and had a low fixed rate prior to 2022. Right should ride it yeah. for as long as they can. Yeah. That being said, not everyone can do that, Todd. Yeah. People have to sell their homes. People need to refinance for whatever reason. Yeah. So if you're you know, sitting on the fence, should you do a transaction, should you not? I would ride out a low fixed rate for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. But again, I will reiterate, and I'm going to just say this again. Um, you know, If you're getting to a point where you think you need to do a transaction... Sometimes it is better to break the mortgage early. Yeah, and of course you're still a you're still variable. You're still believing in the variable mortgage rate. Historically, borrowers yeah. do better in a variable, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, today if we're looking at apples to apples, yes, variable is better. Yeah. If you took a, a fixed a year ago, that's not comparing apples to apples. No. And will that fixed rate from a year ago be cheaper and lower than what the variable is today? Yeah. I'm not 100% certain because no. we don't know what's going to happen over the next 12 to 18 months. Right. And especially if we're in a recession type situation, I think rates will come more in line with where we were, you know, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's so many moving parts though. And again, this is why this show is not to not to promote us. Obviously, people are listening to it, so they're already here. Could but you imagine that we've been doing this for like five <laughs> years of, of doing the show, and we're like, what, what, which, what do we talk about and for mortgage lending for an no, hour, no, but let alone five right, years of this? Right, but it's true, though. There's This is, and this is to, to your, this is your sweet spot, is the educational component to all of this, right? Yeah, and I think the yeah. education is really just so valuable, yeah. and um, we're going to we're gonna dip into a little bit more education and maybe yeah. some controversy at, uh, yeah, you know, you, at the you, end you, of the show. Yeah, you've talked about this controversy. It better be real controversy, too, not just you know, light controversy. At this oh, I, I, I love, I love a little bit of, uh, a little bit of controversy. So, all right. So it's mortgage one one your guide home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. And we're so happy that you've tuned in and stick around. We'll be back. better than that that's real rock and roll right there isn't it i'm gonna put it on my favorites list yeah, oh yeah <laughs> welcome back to mortgage 101 your guide to home ownership with clinton wilkins and myself uh, Todd Vino. we're here on city news 
in the fine cities of Halifax and Ottawa. And get ready, buckle your seatbelts, folks, because Clinton Wilkins suggests, uh, and he said that we have some controversy coming up. Oh, I'm, I, I love a little controversy. Should I just, like, jump in with two feet? You should jump in with two feet. We're talking about first-time homebuyers. We're talking about first-time homebuyers, and I'm going to go out on a limb to say in the 17 years that I've been doing mortgage lending as a mortgage broker, uh, now is the best possible time for a first-time homebuyer to buy a home. Wow. Why is that controversial? Uh, You know, because the rates are high. And they can probably qualify for less now than they yeah. could have before. Okay. Why is it the best time? Yeah, to you tell me. One, the people that are qualifying are qualifying at a higher rate than it really has been the last several years. Yeah. For those people who do end up buying a home, Todd, yeah. they are going to be prepared for the future. Right. And when the rates go down, if they're smart, yeah. and if they're a client of ours, maybe a client of somebody else's too, who knows, they will then do a payment increase and keep their payments at where they were when they first started. Mm -hmm. Those borrowers will then pay down their mortgages much, much faster than their peers did when they got a, when they bought their, their home, they were probably just affording what they could afford. Mm -hmm. So I think those borrowers are going to be better suited, better educated. And if they are smart, when the rates go down in the future, they will pay off their mortgages much, much faster than their cohorts that have, you know, bought homes the last, you know, few years. Yeah. Just simply because if they are able to buy in this environment, then they're inherently more responsible. I would say they're probably more responsible and they can pay off their mortgages faster and they're probably qualifying for a much smaller mortgage than they might've a couple years ago. So I think in terms of the level of like responsibility, I think, you know, these borrowers are going to be in better shape. The other thing and the other elephant in the room is maybe the prices will actually be a little bit less, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, uh, the average home price here in Halifax has gone down. Is the price of real estate down? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that maybe in in some cases, people are not bidding, you know, $100,000 plus over the listing price. And I think in some cases, there's not 20 offers on a property. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, you know, I think it, that was very normal in some areas of Ontario. That was the norm. You know, you ha- you went in and there was tons and tons of offers and it was always way, way over. And it just, you know, it was a survival of the fittest and whoever yeah. could basically pay the most. I think now there certainly are some more price reductions. I think sellers are willing to work with buyers on conditions. Mm-hmm. And I think some real estate is selling for at the asking price yeah. or below the asking price. So I think things are renormalizing a little bit. But the issue is, and Chris said this earlier in our show, there's not enough inventory and yeah. there's more demand than there is supply. Yeah. So that's one thing to be taken, you know, really into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the, on the, uh, on the supply side of things, are there, is there supply in, in the Halifax market that, that suits first-time homebuyers? Because that's been a real challenge for yeah, first-time Yeah, and, 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 and I think the average house price is somewhere, you know, around that $500,000 mark. Yeah. That's still a tough price point mm-hmm. for a first-time homebuyer. Yeah. I will be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about Nova Scotia is the further you go out of the core, the lower the prices are. Yeah. 
And it's really not that far. Right. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the way that we've worked has changed too. You know, obviously more people are back to the office, but there still are a lot of people that work, you know, yep. work from home. And that trend's probably going to stay the same. You know, in rural yeah. areas here in Nova Scotia, there's a lot of rural areas that we have really good internet. Yeah. There's some rural areas that bad. we have really bad, bad internet. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, obviously these are things that you need to do about your, you know, do with your research. Yeah. Uh, figure, you know, figure out what you can afford. And, you know, I think that if you are a first-time home buyer that's buying now, you will likely be in better shape in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, these are things that that people need to need to be considering. You need to consider a lot of people am- are scared. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, you have, to, you have to consider all these things when you're buying a home. But yeah, so I think, you're saying scared? How so? What do you mean? I think consumers are scared because they think prices are kind of at all time highs yeah. and rates are at all time highs. Right. You know, the rates have been higher. Yeah. When I started 17 years ago, a five-year fixed rate was 6.25. We've all heard about the rates that were in the 80s, 80s yeah. you know, at 13%, 19%, whatever. We're not going to get there. No. Um, you know, I think that can we handle a little bit more in increases? I think we can, and I think they will go up a little bit more. But I think they're going to go up, you know, one, maybe one and a quarter percent more. And then we're going to start to see things soften. Mm-hmm. So if you're a first-time home buyer today... I would still recommend a variable rate if you can stomach some more increases over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months Mm -hmm. and then keep your payment where it was. As the prime rate goes down, do a payment increase, pay off your mortgage faster. You will thank me in a year or two years or three years. You're going to be like, you know what? This is the best advice I think I've ever received. And I can tell you, I don't think anyone else is saying now is the best time for a first time homeowner to buy. But these first-time home buyers are going to be set up for success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, down payment. This is obviously a, a challenge for down payments. You're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of uh, in some op- in some situations, many situations, probably gifts for down payments. Yeah, how's, how's that? Work? It's very, very common yeah. to see a gifted down payment or a portion of the down payment to be gifted. Mm-hmm. So typically, a gift needs to be from a direct family member, so mother, father, brother, sister. Yeah. Um, and we're actually seeing some very large family gifts to the tune of six figures plus. And the reason that we're seeing the, the, you know, gifts at that level is really because to qualify, the borrower in some cases needs to put down 20%. And maybe the first-time home buyer doesn't have that amount of savings. But the parents are like, if this kid doesn't buy now, it may be a buy never type situation if the values continue to go up. So I think parents are really helping out with the, with the down payment. Some parents are choosing to do co-signing. I think, you know, from what I see here in my purview, we definitely see more gifts and less co-signing. And I'm not saying that co-signing is absolutely the worst, most terrible idea ever. I'm not saying that. It's just, I think some parents, if they do have the ability to write a check, they would rather write a check and then be done and not have the financial liability. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, look, first-time homebuyers, uh, don't be intimidated, right? And get out and, and see a mortgage advisor. You, yeah, you I, just I, don't I, know what can be done, right? I think seeking the advice yeah. of an unbiased mortgage professional is definitely the way to start. Yeah. Figure out what you can afford. Right. And once you know what you can afford, then you really need to work with a licensed real estate professional in your area yeah. that lives and works in the area. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on where you're buying and in what city and what province, you know, it's really good to have someone who is an expert in that area that you want to live yeah. because, 
you know, they know things that are that are happening. They know where the good areas are. They maybe know about listings before they even come on up, come up. So I think, you know, seeking that advice is really important. Um, and I think negotiating, I think maybe you don't need to buy the first house you, mm-hmm. you, you look at. And, you know, when, when I first started 17 years ago, first time home buyers were buying starter homes. Right. It is okay to buy a house that doesn't check all your boxes yeah. or a condo or whatever. It's about maybe getting into the market, paying down your mortgage, yeah. and hopefully the value of the real estate will go up and you can build some equity. And then maybe you can get your your dream home. Yeah. The first home doesn't need to be the forever home. No. And I think that's where the trend has changed a little bit. Um, you know, my parents owned three homes in, in their life. And you know what? That's kind of a lot for people yeah, in the 70s of that, and 80s. Yeah, of that era. Yeah, yeah. Of, that, of that era. Yeah. You know, they, they had had one house in Vancouver, and they bought another house in Nova Scotia, and then they have the, right. the house that they're in yeah. now. So, um, you know, I think that people's needs and wants have right. changed, but I think the focus on needs versus wants, I think, will be really important, I think, for the rest of the year and going into right. 2020. Okay, quickly, how do people get a hold of you? Check us out online at teamclinton.ca slash radio. All kinds of great information on there. There's links to our social media, yeah. hundreds of blog posts. We'd love to be in touch. Okay, well, it's been a big, uh, a big uh, thrill as always, Clinton. Thanks for uh, doing this. Happy October. Yeah. Happy fall. And uh, we'll be back here in November. Right. Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. Thanks so much for listening, everybody.